0: We're back from a an hiatus, and uh, if you remember what a hiatus is, Eddie? Yes, it's a hernia. Or it could be actually a break from transmission, but I just want to say, well, we talking over beer, and we've been busy recording quite a few of those, so like, who I'd like to greet today is because we're a smaller crew today, so of course you can hear Eddie at Podcast Central. How are you going there, uh,
1: Sid? Glad to be back uh, for season two and the new year. So we're
0: all happy and uh, ready to go for a big one. It's season two B because we've already done two. A. We've already got a few in the can already. Yeah. And, Graham, uh, I hear voices, but I don't think I'm hallucinating.
2: Oh, You don't hallucinate ever. That's it. Uh, you do hear voices. I'm not sure whose they are, but um, to be here. And um, hiatus is a hiatus. Is that like a really high high? An atus that's really, really high level? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, It is an atus that's higher than the low atus. You did right. say hiatus. Um, yeah. You didn't say high anus,
2: did you? No, that's correct. Say, can I just say welcome back, everyone. Um, good to be listening. Uh, but, gee, we're missing a few friends. We well, are. Yeah.
1: Mm. Moses is on um, suspension, I think. Didn't Marianne uh, yeah. suspend him for today?
0: That's all. He's He'll in be the Northern Corner. Yeah. And we gotta meet the artist formerly known as Carson. Uh he's in the fortunate position where he can't talk right now.
1: I think we're in the fortunate position where we can't hear him talk right now.
0: <laughs> so we've got some body things to talk about. So to get the ball rolling. So what brought you guys to Levo Westfields? Um, I just had oh, to we, go into the bank. We we came in the car. <laughs> Funny. It was just an accidental hookup.
2: Very yeah. much so, yeah. We, we were actually going down there to uh, visit a friend who had a, a, a belated Christmas present that we had to pick up. And, Too bad. Um, and my Marianne, obviously working not that far from there, a full uniform. Mm-hmm. and um yeah i
1: actually um, around, I pulled around yeah, the corner and she'd park in that one spot that's on right on the edge as she as you mm-hmm. come around the corner there's a spot that's almost right on the corner i come up and i she, looked at the car she no no i, I looked mm-hmm. at the car and i thought oh look at the, where that dickheads parked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i pull around the corner and she's getting out of the car with, with um Anthony. So, there I'm well, surprised you recognise
2: him with, with the new haircut. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. He he what's he done?
2: Uh, he he was convinced and he had a haircut and he looks fantastic.
0: He doesn't. It, he oh, younger. I like the way you were that. He was convinced. We know who did the convincing. Yes. It, it took a while.
2: hmm mm. uh, Professionally done. Mm-hmm. Cost like 20 bucks. Yeah.
1: So we had um, some interest from our listener about why we'd been away so long. Um, Do we want to address that, Sid, seeing it's your
0: fault? How absolutely delicately worded that is. Um, uh, Just to state that seriously, I... um, I went to the doctor at a blood test and I went there. The doctor said, I want you to go to hospital like ASAP. And the question was like, why? And they said, look, uh, your white blood cell count is extremely low, which was surprised surprise to me because only the day before I'd done a martial arts grading. Uh, but it did explain one thing because that was low and the platelets were low, I really did bruise up. And, so that uh, explains how badly you did that. Oh, I had a shocker. Yeah. I probably had the worst grading i had in my life. Um, well,
2: so you're, you're, your not like, you're not black level 7 Dan or what did they call it?
0: No, no, no. But I, I, I did, did not know why I was performing so badly. But as I tell the story, it's going to become self-evident. So I've got uh, you know, white blood cell count low, platelets are very low. as I said, look. So it's such a state you should go to hospital because it's amazing you haven't picked up anything nasty like a cold or flu or COVID. And uh, when I get there, they do some tests and they decided to do a scan at the same time. And then they started to get to the root cause, but my liver had been playing up. And uh, what was the, like the root cause of like the liver playing up? still the $64,000 question. If this has ever happened to anybody, they ask you like, do you take intravenous drugs? Have you ever had hepatitis? Um, do you booze every single night, which I answered no to? Do you eat McDonald's every single day? Like it's all no, no, no. Still $64,000 question as to like why I got it. Uh, but for the typical people, there of some fibrosis of the liver, which is like hardening or scarring of the liver. So this is going to, first of all, greatly impact uh, like a, a few lifestyle choices. So I don't mind the fact is it's no more booze from one which is ironic because hardly had any in the first place.. Yeah. Uh, but dietary factors I'm going to live in and, and find out about. But uh, during my stay in hospital, I spent approximately about nine days of it in isolation. And uh, I would highly recommend isolation to anybody when in the hospital. That's probably the best piece of meditation time you could ever get. I actually really enjoyed Uh, my time in hospital. It was great. Yeah. And what I mean by isolation, that any medico came in, they had to get, like, uh, you know, specially suited up to come and see, so they didn't pass any germ or nasty. If the cleaners (laughs) came in, it was the same. Uh, The only visitor I could have, was my own Arianne and that was it and you realize just very quickly um, because I didn't even have telly in there that you had to find ways just to keep yourself mentally busy uh, so sometimes I was doing a bit of uh, university related type stuff so you do stuff to exercise your brain or you do stuff for entertainment um, I did some of my like martial arts carters when I was in there and in some ways, it couldn't have been more relaxing time. But I got to admit, on a serious note, when you actually are totally blindsided, that your liver's playing up, which helps to describe some things that have been happening in recent times, particularly fatigue, I thought was something else. And it was more like liver related. I do have those thoughts. I'm not going to deny that about your own mortality. Yeah. And, you know, when you're at our age, you realise that um, unless you're freakish and you're going to live to over 100, we've done more than half of our own living. So probably the one thing is, and this is also talking to Graham at the same time, where he's saying he does a medical uh, once a year. And, look, if I'd known this in advance, I probably would have done the same or just had, like, you know, blood tests to check liver enzymes because uh, – There was seriously, when I had scans, like, only about, like, 18 months earlier, there was nothing detectable. Yeah. There was nothing seen. There was no blood. So uh, this completely blindsided, yeah, everybody. So for me, it's like hitting, like, the reset button. Um, Like I said, no booze, change of diet. Um, literally, I'm on a liquid diet right now, and then I'll be introduced to like, you know, more proper foods. I'm really you know, looking forward to that. And like, my biggest goal is when I'm looking at my youngest boy, you know, is to be fit and healthy enough to see him uh, get married. If he does uni, see him do that, it really kick on in life. Yeah. The average male life expectancy is about like mid 80s or 10 and year and it's probably about years younger for married men in Australia, but I'd to see if I can still get to the mid-80s uh, area. So the whole process pretty much wiped out my December. I didn't do the Christmas thing because of just made sure the slash immune system was good, but it was also very weird to go to a place where I just knew at that stage I needed to sleep twice a day because it really helped me about. And now I've got to the stage now where I can have a reasonably fully day, I would say 100%, without having the need to have, like, a morning snooze and an afternoon snooze. So, like, energy and things like that is, like, slowly coming back. But, uh, yeah, I did not see this one coming at all, mm-hmm. with possibly the only exception is Eddie did met, talk to me probably about a, a month before all this went down. And I think at a roundabout kind of way you'll try to ask me what was up. And I didn't know what it was. You're just trying. I think you're trying to point out about my fatigue, which I knew I was tired, but I had no idea it was this.
1: Yeah, so, right? yeah.
0: I, I, I assumed there was
1: something going on there. I didn't know what it was, but um, I, I just put it down to your workload,
0: um, as like most. I people. thought it was my workload as well. Yeah, uh, it was quite full long at that stage. Yeah, don't get the wrong idea.
1: I didn't really care, but um, I just mm. thought I'd ask a question anyway.
0: The most honest thing is uh, with basically bodily resources really taking a pounding, uh, my immune system is poor as a result. Of this. It's absolutely amazing. I never picked up COVID.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're you actually lucky you didn't pick up anything, really, because when you mm. you're, um immunity is that low. Um that's that's how uh, HIV works. I mean it, it lowers your immunity and it's not HIV that kills you, it's
0: the it's the cold. It's some it's kind of common like cold opportunistic yeah
1: yeah.
0: Opportunistic type of illness or whatever that takes hold. Yeah. So I had no colds or flus during the winter. Obviously mm. no COVID, which you know is nastier. I had no I had no zero absences from work this year. Yeah. Now, that so leads us to another
1: just... point. Um, the podcast name is Men Talking Over Beer, and I had brought up the uh, subject with Sid before. When, he, when I first found out about his medical issues, I, I offered to go on the wagon with him. Uh, to be honest, I don't drink a lot myself. Uh, I'll have a big night every now and then as New Year's Eve Um Proofs, but yeah, I'd offered to go on the wagon with him. And then he shot back with, oh, I've got all this beer here. Do you want it?
0: <laughs> so, and what did he say yes? Yes. <laughs> did you, so, yeah. That did take too long strength, you know, mental strength and conviction.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. But look, I think we uh, probably need to change the name of the podcast. Maybe we can be men talking over green shakes or um, men talking over protein shakes.
0: I still think it could be men talking about beer. We're still going to have, like, conversations that sometimes mean something, conversations that often don't mean anything at all. Uh, but it just means, for me, there's going to be booze involved. It was yeah, going to be done pub. I, I'm the one having an orange juice. Marianne brought up a, um, a subject. She said, are you allowed to drink, like, alcohol-free beer? Um, I think when the time's right, the answer would be yes, but I'm certainly getting all my advice from the medicos at the moment in, in terms of diet, so yeah. I'm not even ready to have that conversation as yet.
1: It's the actual alcohol you can't drink though, is it? It's not a um it's not like a
0: yeast oh, thing or something or I mean specifically it is booze because or oh, the alcohol, because yeah. um, the, liver? the organ that works the hardest to break that down, of course, is your liver. Mm. And so they just want to remove something like that and they're going to look at some other foods or something like that, you know, means hard work for the liver as well. And probably one of the things is if, um, liver is an organ that does have the capacity to regenerate So Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the balance is, whilst that is true, how much can it do that? Knowing that I've got some fibrosis or scarring there in the first place. Graham looks so terribly that, That's what um, we got to wait and see.
1: about the fact you're no longer drinking beer.
2: Not really. I'm, I'm happy he's not because um, he's a terrible drunk, which mm. probably probably happens about once every five years. Anyway, um, I just find no, it look, wrong. I'm just oh, he's drunk. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, <laughs> I'm just, just keeping quiet, to be honest. Like i was just my ten bob in through what um Sid's gone through in the last month and his his family. Um yeah, I, I didn't want to talk about it, to be honest. Um I probably just stuck crying. So yeah. And um I just hope to God we never go through that again. Exactly. I, I mean it's, it's it's it it knocked me around a bit, I gotta say, I was I was
1: quite upset about it when I when I heard. I had a, a, a late night conversation with you one night. Um, yeah, it, w- it was very confronting. Because, you know, we, like Mate, you said, th- you know, there at were our times- age, we've got to start, you know, looking at our mortality. And when something like this happened, um,
2: yeah, it, it it's confronting. Mate, there were times. It's um, almost like we, we, like we it. didn't know. We didn't we, we know what was going on. We didn't know. um. You're yeah. waiting for information and you 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 hate being in that situation, but then you you hate your friend to be in that situation, which is so much far worse. And um, yeah the, the fantastic thing is that we know now and you know, you and Sid, you and your family know what's what's the reason why it happened. Um for a while there. It was
0: really scary. Yeah, Graham, thank you. It was actually the way you're reacting is quite a compliment. I can't put into words that I really appreciate it. I got a bit, I've gone through the range of emotions. Um, There was certainly one time where I'm just almost like replaying my life and trying to think like, now what have I done to screw up my liver? And I couldn't pinpoint it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. I wasn't having any of these life factors that would actually say, well, that would make me high risk or that was a dodgy kind of thing. And if you listen to previous podcasts, probably the last couple of years, I'll probably return back to exercise. Hmm. And, you know, one theory they're looking at, I have had some issues with autoimmune, and that could be a possibility too. So there's, I mean, there's still more to happen. Yeah. But um, I remember that just realising one day or almost one night, I can't dig any deeper. There is probably no answer and like you know in life we always want answers and I realize how i'm how never gonna get that concrete answer to this like how come it happened to me i'm never gonna know it for sure alcohol comes up as a
1: a possible cause but i pretty safely say none of us are the type that kind of get all down drunk all the time um we might have the odd big night here and there but um, it's certainly not an ongoing
2: thing uh, Very true. Like Eddie, Eddie, you've had your experience with, um, you know, I wouldn't say near death, but like you know. The, the oh yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I just mean, like
1: um, Sid was saying, it it makes you think about you just you've got all this time to just think about things, and you go to some pretty dark places when you when you left your your own devices there, and you're just devices. sitting, there wondering what what's happening,
2: your family, your kids, yeah, um, yeah. your wives, yeah. Sorry, not your wives, your wife. Um,
0: but... We knew that you were using that word, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: But, you know, Eddie, something that you said that I always remembered, and uh, you said one of the most liberating things for you because this happened to you, if I'm right about the time frame, about three years ago. Was that about right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just over three years now. It was, um, it was December 2nd. And you said
0: this, and I remember you re-emphasized it. You actually said it's all right to cry if you just feel like you're having one of those moments, just let it out. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah and it don't, wasn't don't like ever think was of where I um... felt like I, but mm-hmm. it was actually quite, it, it was good to hear that, you know, in some ways our friendship is that level, that we still see each other at our worst or our weakest, and it's still cool you can be that vulnerable, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's on a level we've we've
1: all known each other for that many years now. Mm. Um, I think it'd it'd be sad if we weren't at that level. Um, I agree with you. Yeah, obviously, we don't like Carson as much, but (laughs) I think we he's probably still
0: at that level as well. It's very Eddie, yeah. You know, you're talking about those dark moments and things I learned is. You do your very best not to let those kind of thoughts or dark moments run away with you. Yes. And you know it, it that, takes uh, some effort you know to that, do that too. That darkness that you have in your head at yeah. the night, if you don't have your own way, you don't have your breath, or something you say to yourself, um, you'll be 10 times worse in the morning. And then often you go back and you think about your thought process then. It was like, the night thought process, which is generally the worst time to process anything. Yeah. And all you've done is torture yourself. Yeah, right yeah. now, I know the most valuable thing to me is quality sleep. And mm-hmm. uh, even just little things, there was um, just across the road from me there was this guy in his garage and uh, he had, he, it looks like he's doing his own podcast, but he was really loud, big, booming voice. And, you know, it's about 12.30 and I thought, I can't sleep. And I thought, sleep so valuable to me. Mind you, the Marianne was awake and the young man was awake. And I just walked over to him and just, you know, very calmly, very politely just let him know. Yeah. And then he he actually did the right thing and pulled his head in. Well, sometimes in the past, you know, 12.30, I might suck it up. It's like, no, no, it's like, you know, I need the sleep. I need to catch up. All those little things help me. So yeah, I mean that's been a shift in like priority as well. Yeah, and... that, I think that's what it's all about. It's about priorities. You've got to,
1: yeah, you know, you've got to look at your family. You've got to look at your friends. You've got to, you've got to prioritize things. And none of us are going to be here forever. You just got to accept that. That's part of life. It, it's it's actually quite liberating when you confront your own mortality and think, well, yeah, I'm not going to be here forever. And I found that uh, become a theme. The day I become a father, I began to think, yeah, "Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be here forever. There's something, there's some part of me now that's going to continue after I'm not here anymore. There's Um, a good
0: legacy. Yeah. There's something, uh, calling's not the right word. Is there something that's just good inside of you when you realise it's like, you know, 20 years after you've gone, that you'll have your own kids who'll talk to you about you in a certain way where mm. you've left your imprint on them. Um you know and whether it could be the same quirks, the same way they deal with things, you know, maybe some funny habits you had or something like that. And so in some ways the best thing you know is that it doesn't mean the day you die you're completely forgotten. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't have to visit a gravestone to be remembered. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing, Sid. I
2: think I think your family, your, your kids, you, they already know all that. So if, if uh, any one of us were to go today, they already know all the funny things about us. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing we need to teach them. Um, I'm sure they're... But in saying that, we're all going to hang around for a long time. Well, look, no, I my would so. mid 80s I hope we're all going
0: to be here for a long time. <laughs> Well, mm. I sincerely hope that the day comes is actually awake. yeah Yeah. So in the, in the
2: Irish a... tradition or what,
0: what do you mean? Yeah, but yeah, you know, wake means it's a celebration of the life that's happened. Yeah, yeah. It's not a... Yeah, I mean, of course, there's a, some sadness to it, but you've yeah. got to remember the jokes. You've got to remember the good times. Do you, do you know what I mean as well? Look, I don't know because if you if
1: you started doing this too, but when yeah, just after I got out of hospital, I, I kept like stopping myself. I was finding... That I was speaking to Marianne and saying things like, um, Oh, um, you'll need to know like all these passwords and things. Um, I've set up this just in case, you know, something happens and I'm not around. Um and speaking to the kids going, you know, well if anything happens, you know, this is gonna be your responsibility now. This is and and that took a long time to get out of that mindset. Um now it's um it's kind of in the background.
0: So yeah. certainly with passwords in terms of accounts and various things, we've had conversation. Um, probably been a little bit um, of the youngest boy, a little bit of a shift of focus and bringing him up to be a little more responsible and independent, because mm. it's reminded us of our own mortality. The eldest boy a bit different. He's in Queensland. He, he's a father himself. It's yeah. A completely different situation. I mean, just on a side note, we had the best conversation that we've ever had, you know, when I phoned him up. And because he's out of the loop, he's in Queensland. So he's not in the immediate circle. And I told him what was happening. And you could hear that whole mix of him being generally surprised and shocked upset and really concerned. And there's no faking it in his voice. And you're just saying, you know, he might be more than what was a, I think he's about like 1100 days away. But the connection is mega tight. It's funny. I don't know if you had this uh, similar type of thing, Eddie, that sometimes you'd, you'd wake up in the morning and you'd just be as happy as Larry that you've woken up and you feel good.
1: It was certainly a period there where every day was a celebration when you wake up. It was pretty dark there at one stage. Like we didn't know what was going on. You just deal with it. And I'm glad. I'm glad you're okay. Um, I just hope
0: everything. I'm I'm getting there. I would not call myself 100% yet. Yeah.
2: The great thing in what you've been through, Sid, is that with every day you're learning more. And I think you're at a point now where you pretty much know. I'd say 95% of what's going on. It's just really good news. It was that early
1: period where you didn't know what was going on that kind of freaked me out. I was just,
2: Yeah.
1: oh, that, that was terrifying, absolutely terrifying.
2: Um, there, there was some really bad news coming through, and it was like, yeah, shit, this exactly. is really, really serious. And we couldn't visit or anything, you no. know? Yeah, such
1: was isolation. We were in lockdown, and I yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just like this is
2: fucked. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like the power of prayer or anything like that, but maybe that's part of it. But at the same time, um, uh, medical science and, you know, the fact that you have been pretty much healthy through your whole life
0: is probably coming back to you in a good way. Uh, look, you know, you don't know. You don't know why my number came up this time. You don't know. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm certainly, you know, we all know people who've lived more hard lifestyles than myself and their liver's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah. how does that little lottery in life go? Yeah.
2: It's not fair, but it, 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 what they say, it is what it is. And um, it's going forward versus you can. Yep. The, That's
1: um... what we've got to look forward to. We've got to look forward. We, we certainly can't look back mm. and... um yeah, I'm just glad things are, are on
0: the improve. Look at some things that either mostly or psychologically used to um, hold you or limit you. It's amazing how when you have something like this, you just let it go. Oh, yeah, yeah. It still sucks, but I'm just letting it go. Yeah. And I think that's probably the big ability of you know picked up as well. You learn
1: very quickly what is really important and what uh, is just shit that's been holding you back. And um, that's a good thing. I mean, it takes something like
0: that to um, to get over some of this shit. I think also realise the more you don't face your fears, the more limitations you put on yourself. Mm-hmm. And you, you just got to look. Some things are positive, some are
1: negative, but you, you can you can find a positive in any situation. Like when I was in the hospital and I was walking around there at two in the morning because I couldn't sleep, and I'm watching all these people there that are, are dying. You just think, really? You're thinking, geez, what am I worried about? Yeah, there's mm. so many people that are worse off.
2: When when Chris was younger, he spent a week, oh, he spent a bit of time in Westmead Children's Hospital, and um, going in there every day was horrible. But a lot of the kids weren't coming out. Yeah. And, and their parents faces you saw them but that was it's, just, it's um, one of the most depressing amazing. places in the
1: world a kids' hospital i just yeah. yeah and when um when we had our own kids she just burnt out couldn't do it anymore she worked in icu there so I yeah oh i i don't know i could not do that job
2: could you be a parent and work in there
1: i don't know i couldn't i suppose some are but I couldn't.
2: Jeez, oh, just it's yeah. the like, worst.
1: Thing. Oh. At our age, like something happens to us at our age. We've lived a decent life, but some of these kids, you think two and three years old, they no, haven't lived it's... a full
2: life. Yeah, Leukemia when they're three or four, and even when they're eight or nine, you know. This
1: Don't has become it. an incredibly emotional um, show, you know. Oh, you well, if we have to, we'll two have to come
0: back. men talking over beer and hopefully you've had as much fun as we have and a single um has had it's it's hard to really contain our excitement um how would you describe the excitement i am tingling it with
1: excitement of all the fun we've had today um how about you graham are you tingling as well a well,
2: lot i've been tingling a while now but uh, all I can say good night from men
0: good night from them and this sounds like a Ronnie Corbett show but except we've got to do one thing and uh, it ain't one fan. if they do want to write to us Eddie where can
1: they write to they can drop us an email at men talking at gmail.com
0: or they can go to our Facebook page which is at men talking over beer. And please be patient, it takes takes us a little while to get back to you, because our secretary uh, is a bit slow in writing these emails, but beyond that, we're generally just over with emails from our one listener.
1: Yes, I'd like to welcome our listener uh, back from Mm. the hiatus,
0: Uh, glad to hear from you. So, do yourself a favour, keep talking to us, give us some ideas. Uh, we'll pretty much talk about anything. We are the men talking over a bit. It's a hoo ha from Eddie, half oh, from Graham, and a hoo ha from Sid. And it's good night from me and good night from him. Boom, <laughs> boom. The, the Ronnie Corbett sign off. I always like that one.